This is Ray Martinez, and I appreciate you joining me on this morning's podcast. I can say morning because that's when I'm doing this. I've titled this message, If I Could Show You a Plan. One of my friends, who is a retired insurance agent, always used to talk about how he would sell his insurance plans, especially life insurance, and he'd always start out with, If I Could Show You a Plan. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. In Romans 9, 6, that's our verse. And the key verses I think you should read is verses 6 through 13. It'll give you a bigger picture. But for the sake of this podcast, I want to keep it brief. Here's what it says. Well then, has God failed to fulfill his promise to Israel? No. For not all who are born into the nation of Israel are truly members of God's people. Well, that leaves a big question mark. Then who is it? Who is it that God chooses, and how does he choose? Well, you can read much more in Romans 8, 14, and Galatians 3, verses 16 through 18, and Romans 4, 13. Isaiah 55, 8 really kind of sums it up. It really talks about that God's ways are not our ways. Reading the actual scripture, it says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. In other words, we can't even comprehend it. When you read those other verses in Romans 9, verses 10 and 11, this refers to Isaac's twins that were born to Rebekah. She gave birth to twins. Literally, she conceived children through this one man. No human circumstances differentiated Isaac's sons, Jacob and Esau. Not only were they born to the same mother, but they were also conceived at the same time. Instead, Paul talks about, or he argues, that the difference between them was of God's choosing. So, why are we chosen? It's God's sovereign election. We read that in John 6.44, John 6.55, Ephesians 1, verses 3 through 5, Hebrews 7, verses 24 through 25, and Romans 9, verses 25 through 26. I encourage you to take the time to read those verses. If we look at Malachi chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, this is a great example of God's love for Israel. And Edom will never be allowed to build again. The Edomites are today's Petra in Jordan. The Edomites were the descendants of Esau, the firstborn son of Isaac, and the twin brothers of Jacob. In portraying a relationship between the Lord and Israel, love has covenant implications. The term may be equated with God's choice or election of Israel as his people. Malachi's message indicates that the other dimensions of God's unconditional covenant love for Israel, such as his patient mercy. The verses in Malachi 3, 6 and 17 illustrate this, and they are still operative today. Edom is now southwestern Jordan between the Dead Sea and the Gulf of Aqaba. The Edomites probably occupied the area about the 13th century BC. Who were these Edomites? Well, the answer is pretty simple. The Edomites were the descendants of Esau, the firstborn son of Isaac and the twin brother of Jacob. In the womb, Esau and Jacob struggled together, as the Bible tells us. And God told their mother, Rebekah, that they would become two nations, with the older ones serving the younger. Genesis 25 verse 23. 
As an adult, Esau rashly sold his inheritance to Jacob for a bowl of red soup. Genesis 25 verses 30 through 34. And he hated his brother afterwards. Esau became the father of the Edomites and Jacob became the father of the Israelites. And the two nations continued to struggle through most of their entire history. God's intent was for Israel to be a distinct people, a nation who pointed others towards God and his promised provisions of a Redeemer, Messiah, and Savior. For the most part, Israel failed in this task. However, God's ultimate purpose for Israel was to bring the Messiah into the world, which was fulfilled perfectly in the person of Jesus Christ. God chose the nation of Israel to be the people through whom Jesus Christ would be born, the Savior from the sin and death, John 3:16. We all know that verse. Malachi chapter 1 verses 2 through 3 declares this, I have loved you, says the Lord, but you ask, how have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, the Lord says? Yet I have loved Jacob, but Esau I have hated. And I have turned his mountains into a wasteland and left his inheritance to the desert jackals. Now that's a strong word, hate. What is this all about when he says God has hated him? Malachi 1.3 is also quoted in Romans 9 verses 10 through 13. So this is an important message that God wanted shared. Why did God love Jacob and hate Esau? If God is love, in 1 John 4.8, how could he hate anyone? When studying the Bible, it is critically important to always study the context of a particular Bible verse or passage. In these instances, the prophet Malachi and the apostle Paul are using the name Esau to refer to the Edomites who were the descendants of Esau. Isaac and Rebekah had two sons, Esau and Jacob. God chose Jacob, whom he later renamed Israel, to be the father of his chosen people, the Israelites. God rejected Esau, who was also called Edom, and he did not choose him to be the father of his chosen people. Esau and his descendants, the Edomites, were in many ways blessed by God. Genesis 33 verse 9 illustrates this. So let's consider the context. God loving Jacob and hating Esau has nothing to do with the human emotions of love and hate. It has everything to do with God's choosing one man and his descendants and rejecting another man and his descendants. God chose Abraham out of all of the men in the world. The Bible very well could have said, Abraham I loved, and every other man I hated. God chose Abraham's son Isaac instead of Abraham's son Ishmael. The Bible very well could have said, Isaac I loved, and Ishmael I hated. Romans chapter 9 makes it absolutely clear that loving Jacob and hating Esau was entirely related to which of them God chose. Hundreds of years after Jacob and Esau had died, the Israelites, Edomites, became bitter enemies. The Edomites often aided Israel's enemies in attacking Israel. Esau descendants brought God's curse upon themselves. Genesis 27 verse 29 tells Israel, May nations serve you and peoples bow down to you. 
Be Lord over your brothers, and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed, and those who bless you be blessed. Many times we may ask ourselves, why did God choose that person instead of me? Or why was that person promoted instead of me? My qualifications were much better. I have seniority. Esau had seniority in the sense of age or being the oldest, but that doesn't matter to God. What matters is his perfect plan. God knew all along how Esau was going to treat the brother's people. God also knows the outcome of your position if you get into a wrong spot. God has your back. I use myself as an example. If I would have been promoted to lieutenant within the police department that I retired from, I would have never been mayor of Fort Collins. So God had a better plan for me. God's plan and unexplained events in our lives are for our own good. We should rely on Jesus for our plans because He is the ultimate source of wisdom and guidance. He knows our needs better than anyone can provide us with the direction we need to make the best decisions for our future. Furthermore, He is the one who has the power to bring our plans to fruition and help us achieve our goals. His love and mercy can provide us with the strength and courage we need to face any difficulty with faith and confidence. Ultimately, relying on Jesus for our plans is a sure way to ensure our success and bring us to joy and peace. Relying on your own experience isn't always the best method. The trouble with using experience as a guide is that the final exam often comes first, and then the lesson. Look at Jeremiah 29 verse 11. I love this verse. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Now that's a sincere promise. And if we would just take a moment to realize what Psalms 118.24 says and take it to heart, here's what it says. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. God bless you.